Hi everybody, this is WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine and I am joined on this beautiful January morning. Almost afternoon. Almost afternoon. Um, with my fellow podcast members, Holly. Hello. Rob. Greetings. Scott. Greetings. And Matt. Hello. We have a fun episode today, giving our, our West Coast family some love today. We really miss Disneyland, so this is going to be a game that incorporates Disney World and Disneyland. So stay tuned. Um, but we're going to start off, as we always do, with Topping It Off, where we pick a Disney drink from some location. And Catherine, uh, pray tell, who's topping it off this week? I'm going to kick it to myself. <laughs> so I'm topping it off this week, and... If you remember on our best of episode, just a few episodes ago, I did not want to give this drink Mm -hmm. the actual um, best drink because I hadn't gotten the chance to do a top in and off. And I feel like it deserves the whole, the whole, uh, you know, rigmarole that goes with (laughs) being a top in it off because it's that good. It was definitely my favorite drink of last year. So this drink is found at the Brown Derby in Hollywood Studios, and it is called the Fabulous Marines. And Oorah. and I was I looked up <laughs> why it was called that, and I can't really figure it out. Like there's not a song or anything. Anyway, so this comes in a low martini glass. Do you know what I mean? The like triangular glasses but they don't have a stem on mm-hmm. them. And it has absolute pear vodka, Patron silver, lime juice, <laughs> muddled strawberries, and on top, which you can get it without, cilantro. It is so good. It's like a sweet margarita. Scotty not like. No, you could get it without yeah, me. She specified. You had so me you. had me at mm. <laughs> It is so good. It's very fruity. You can really taste the strawberries. There are like chunks of strawberries on top in the drink. So you got it with the cilantro. Are you a cilantro? I like cilantro. I love cilantro. Yeah, yeah. It's delicious. Uh, I had two of them. They're $15 worth every penny. I, I... Oh my gosh, I got them and they it was so, so good. And it's called the Marine? The Fabulous Marine. And by the way, that is an untapped gem of great mixed drinks. Because there were like three or four that had me very interested when I was reading over that menu. But that one was so good that after I got it, I said to myself, self... You must get this again because it's not even worth chancing not oh. liking a different drink because it was that good. But there were at least two or three other drinks that really piqued my interest there. So I will definitely be going back to the Brown Derby never really reels me in. Like it, it just it doesn't do anything for me. But that drink, I will have a reservation there if only to get a salad just to drink there. So highly Highly that recommend that one if you can get a Brown Derby reservation. I do not know if they serve it at the lounge. I don't know that because I was in the restaurant, but it'd be that'd be even better. Yeah, so, I want to try that. It's so good. Um, tangent on cilantro. You know what really messed up my perception of cilantro? And I'm also pro cilantro. I think Scott's the only one who really has a distaste for it here, but you're not alone. That's like a very common... Uh, it's about the right percentage, about 20% of the people. Yeah, um... Catherine told me 
about this like a couple of years ago and she's like, you know what cilantro smells like? And this, I don't even know if these exist and for our um, uh, international listeners, and I guess we're in the Northeast, so they're everywhere. Cilantro sort of smells like stink bugs. <laughs> and tastes like them. Okay. Um, well, they I wouldn't and go stink that bugs far. are like these little well, pest that... bugs that, when perturbed, they like release this scent. Well, and when like, you kill it's... them, yes. yeah. They if you scent. squoosh one, yeah. If you squoosh, <laughs> yeah. But that's what they say about cilantro. Is there's like a genetic disposition that you taste stink bugs. I don't taste stink bugs in my guacamole. In fact, I love cilantro and guacamole. I think. And really we put them in there. It's one of the primary ingredients <laughs> yeah, that know. we use in our guacamole. <laughs> <laughs> We squoosh. We squoosh. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. All right. Well, that was a hefty topping it off. So, Rob, let's kick it to you with the news. All right. So, probably the biggest news story since we've been doing this that, like, caused the internet to break down, which is bizarre, but Disney's Magical Express service to be discontinued next year. And by next year, January 1st, 2022. I've purposely not talked to you about this because you are such a logistics man. Yes. And you love, um, I, I, to say you love transportation is a weird thing to say, but I no, think it's I true. think it's true. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm very interested to hear you. Well, let take him finish the news portion of it. And me, then... me, Joe Biden, and Pete Buttigieg. Mm-hmm. The, <laughs> we love transportation. Um, and trains, too. Um. So, yeah, I mean, basically, that's it. it. It's running through the end of this year, um, and it's going to be discontinued. So, I'm trying to think what uh, what else it says. That's about it. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting. They really, So, I have lots to say about this, right? So, <laughs> the, so, for those that don't know, what happens is this is managed the service is basically outsourced to Mears Transportation, who's like the monopoly in the Orlando area as far as transfers transportation yeah. services go. So um it's not really a Disney product. Correct. Um and they've been in partnership with Mears for got probably the past twenty five years, right? So, like what well, does... good question. So Magical Express started twenty uh 2005 um, is when it first got started as a free service. Um, so why did they announce it now? I think Catherine had a really good idea about that. We were talking about this. The contract is up. That well, part it's completely or... conjecture, but I think that makes sense. That they're, well, and but the fact... that they're having the, they're, they are building a high speed virgin rail from MCO to the Disney Resort. Yeah, and have we talked about that on the no, podcast? We I don't believe we have. No. But it's not in the near future. I mean, it's not is it going to though? be. Yes, it is confirmed. I, I said, building. I know, it's a question. Is it confirmed? Oh, yes. Yes. So, but we don't know many details. But I think the point was. Well, we should would, speak on that more, the, the train. Yeah. Just so people have a, a background. So, Virgin, um, is it just Virgin, uh, not Virgin Atlantic, but just Virgin. Uh, What's his name? Richard <laughs> Branson. Richard Branson owned huge company. They are building a high speed train that will run from the Disney um, the Disney resorts to and from MCO. Right, MCO being a hub. Well, or well, it's it's part of a much bigger project. Right. So it basically it's it, one of the um, end lines is is Miami. It goes up at the East Coast. Right. Goes in toward like it'll go through Palm Beach. It goes up into Orlando and then goes like straight west out to 
Tampa. Okay. But part of the line will then go from MCO to Disney Springs. And when was this announced? And do they even have at this point an estimation on when it might be complete? They're saying next year, which seems (laughs) insane. Yeah, that does seem insane. (laughs) This is a huge project. So, okay, you you take this train from MCO to Disney Springs. Mm Mm-hmm. Then what do you do once you get to Disney Springs? <laughs> I mean, is that you like it. all your luggage? I mean, you hope you're staying at Saratoga. I was Springs. thinking about that, and that was my first concern. I'm like, and and uh, our friend Joe brought this up too. He's like, imagine it's your first time to Disney, and you've got all your luggage, and you hop on this high speed train, and it's super convenient, and then you're in Disney Springs. Where you're semi far away from your your resort with all your luggage. I'm in Animal Kingdom. Uh... That's so regressive. There's no way that Disney's going to do that. They're definitely going to find some type of way, similarly to what they do now with Disney's Magical Express, that your luggage will travel separately, automatically in the background, so you don't have to worry about it. There's just no way that they're not going to do that. I, I cannot see them doing this and then them being like, well, hop on a bus that is totally filled and now you also have all your luggage. Like, there's no (laughs) way. There's going to be some other aspect of it that takes into account all of the things that you're traveling with. Scott, do you want to finish your point of what what you were saying before? Well, yeah, the the point that I was making was just that with an alternative coming along, they may have wanted to get out of their contract at a breaking point in the contract rather than having an overlap of three or four years of having Magical Express still running while they were planning on utilizing Yeah, they're not going to the let train. that money go down yeah. the, the drain especially, while they have a yeah. train. And especially <laughs> right now where um, travel is at a lull, so they're not getting the return on investment for that contract. And obviously, we don't know the... <laughs> we're not looking at the contract. We don't know how long it is or for how... To how see it. Yeah, I would love, you also you'll love wonder, to see it. <laughs> you also wonder whether Mears, you know, because they are so much of a monopoly in South Florida that they just tried to charge them too much. And Disney said, no, we're, we're not going to do it. We'll deal. I don't... Yeah. I, I think it was... Um, they, they did say, somebody had said that the ridership has fallen off a bit of people u- actually using it. I don't know. When's what... the last time, I'm talking to Robin Holly for, for the, and then I'm going to ask Scott the same question. When's the last time you've used the Magical Express? Do you even remember? Oh, we did use it. Uh, <clears throat> I'm trying to think where we would have stayed that we did use it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you could just give an estimate. It doesn't have to Almost like two years ago, would you say? It's been a while. Okay. It's, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, I mean, in uh, well, I'll put it in this terms. In the 20-ish plus trips we've done in the last uh, five years, we've probably taken it two or three times. Okay, yeah. Okay. So. All right. Scott, do you remember? And I know oh, you've yeah. stayed at the Swan and Dolphin a lot, which does not participate. No, but anytime I've gone down with my folks, we take it. Okay. So, you know, I would say it's probably been, it would have been November, not of this past year, but the year before that would have been the last time that I would have been down with them. Or, or maybe so the last March. time we were there. Mar- it was oh, March no, no, no. 19. Yeah, March of 19, yeah. maybe. But, you know, I've done it frequently enough. And I think anytime. I'm not with other people. I'll take it. Yeah. That I'm not splitting an Uber or something like that because I do like the bags being delivered to the room. 
Yeah. And that, you can still and you can still <laughs> do that, which is what we do a lot, is let them take care of our bags and then yeah. we just go on the Uber. So we're there quickly. We might not care about having our bags there until later in the day we have what we need on us. Yeah, that's a life hack. Yeah, we yeah, I think it, honestly that I miss the baggage more than anything if that's not right. replaced with something right away. Well, we haven't even really talked about like the uh, the low level, like how people are reacting to this because I unfavorably. Mean, I, yeah, I, I just <laughs> I I feel like everybody I've talked to has been so upset, and it's funny because I'm thinking the demographic, and it's my mom is really upset and. My Your mom, mom is really, is really upset. upset, and one of my best friends' moms, who we travel with a lot there, is really upset. It's old people who the concept of, like, taking a ride share, like Lyft Ugh, or Uber, yeah. they're like, we it might as well be space travel. Why don't you just kill me at it the airport? It is so convenient, though. <laughs> and I remember when they, my first time on Magical Express, I thought, this is so nice. You do not have to worry about anything. If your bag is coming down on, um, you know, Concourse B or whatever, upside B... And you want to go on the Magical Express, you do not have to worry about that at all. The baggage is really a huge... Yeah. That's my yeah, biggest um, upset. As as having planned... Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll be the anecdotal evidence. <laughs> so for the people that randomly go, I mean, the families with the kids that go once every few years. Right. I haven't had... A, in, I don't know how many trips I've planned. 40 trips since I've been doing the travel agent stuff. I have not had a family not use Magical Express as their transfer. Oh, yeah. I think that's the primary demographic for it. Right. Also, non-frequent flyers. Like, um, the first time Matt and I went down with my parents, I remember we used Magical Express. And that is such a great way to kick off your Disney vacation. They really do it up. There's a lot of fanfare and... That, I remember that Magical Express yeah. moment. The the guy, the driver was singing Small World. And that was that was over 15 years ago. And I still remember it. So, I really do get it. You have to think about that service as way more of transportation and more of what they are offering you there. And especially for the demographic that Rob just described. The people who don't travel very often. The people who are only going to Disney once or twice every couple of years. It is... You hop off the plane and, and there is enough... Disney understands how much planning and logistics go into planning a Disney lo, uh, Disney vacation. You know, nonetheless, any vacation these days. And then they want you to hop off the plane and be like, okay, we'll take it from here. You're good. You're on vacation. Relax. Taking that away now is like, now you got to figure out... <laughs> How to get there. You've got a lot of different options. We're making it more complicated so you're going to be less uh, at ease. You know, it, and for a lot of people, it's like, oh, like I already shelled out this much money. And it, and I know that this is such a champagne problem that I'm describing, but, but that is really the, I think, main appeal of this service is that they're taking the uh, complication out of it. So uh, I think that's really why people are so up in arms. Let's hear it. So, so the, uh, my original question was, why announce this now? So, I think they probably had a year to terminate the contract with Mirrors because I mean they announced this like twelve days ago, so that would no, have been right the tenth or something. Mm-hmm. Um, Mirrors probably said we're going to come out and say it, that it was. I don't think Disney wanted to do it now. I think they would have said 
when they announced 2022 packages. They this is what they this rolled it into a, that. Yeah. So like it kind it kind of buffers the mm-hmm. the news, right? But I don't understand why Disney just didn't say this would have been the perfect opportunity for them to implement a resort fee as much as I don't want them to do that. And then just rolled the service into that resort fee. They could have made money probably on it. Mm-hmm. Right? So we're going to add what what's the Swan and Dolphin? 30 bucks Seven, a night? 17 yeah. to, par- to par- Oh, Stop. resort fee. I was thinking to park. Never mind. Sorry. It's about it's it's about thirty yeah. ish mm-hmm. somewhere in that neighborhood per person or per night per, 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 per night room. per yeah. room per night right you think but that's you, enough to yeah to because think of all that the, service absolutely think of yes. all the people that don't use it that they would still still get it from right every I'm just saying it wouldn't be but part of that resort fee would be the bus service right yeah I'm just surprised they didn't take and I think given the whole COVID how their business has changed. I think people would have, like, said, okay, that this is just, uh, it, they're one of the few places you, you try and book, a, almost every place has a resort fee now. That's Some true. sort of internet fee, like, yeah. even like a Hilton and stuff like that has has these fees, so. Yeah. That's a good point. That, that might have been a, a good business. Uh, I, I know a lot of people aren't like, oh, yeah, I want to pay more money, but, I mean, it, it makes <laughs> that... From a business standpoint, that seems to be a bit of a lost opportunity. Well, part of the problem here is that you're still paying the same amount, and now you're getting less. Right. I mean, it, this was a free service, which, you know, unless you're staying at the Swan and Dolphin, you're paying the same amount as you were at any other Disney resort, and this is a service that is going away. We should also think about the ecological, uh, the ecological ramifications of taking this away, which is a positive if we're moving towards the uh, high-speed train, you know, that's less, uh, that's less buses on the road, that's less back and forth, that's less fossil fuels, you know, like it's... I suppose it depends, though, because if this forces people to do ride-sharing, that's a negative. In the interim. Right. Yeah. Well, even, even... Or car rentals. Yeah, car rentals are going to go up, and we really didn't even mention (laughs) the, the fact that MCO is going to be... Horrible. MCO is already horrible. If you've gotten an Uber at MCO, you know you're waiting over 10 minutes and that pickup and drop off is insane. Um, and I, it's not going to get better, folks. There are hundreds and hundreds of people taking the Magical Express that yeah. are being whisked away without your knowledge. And now those people <laughs> are going to be in line with you for Ubers, for rental cars, for everything. Scott, that's a good point. If if rentals and, and ride share uh, increases both the usage in the interim before they complete this high-speed train, which I don't have high hopes that it'll be done by next year, as they say, you're right. That could have an ecological negative impact. Yeah, more cars. Isn't... I thought Disney wanted to take cars off the streets, and so now you're going to have people renting cars that mm-hmm. don't know where they're going. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I just imagine, you know, they always have... There is a pretty decent direction as you're going through the airport to get down to the Magical Express. But there's going to be a real problem as you're going through the airport and have all these people just bumping into each other, trying to figure out where the Uber drop-off is, which is not easy to find. No, and there are two sides. <laughs> so having, you know, first-time users on Uber doing this is not... It is not going to be seamless. Just for our listeners, just picture your 
your mom or dad staring at a phone at an app that they've never used before in the airport, then also trying to find where to go and just then multiply that by a thousand. Yeah. And kids. I mean, I can't imagine how difficult that's going to be. Yeah. That's why I don't have kids. Um, So next topic, uh, Disney taking more away or confirming their (laughs) leaving... (laughs) Leaving it away. Great. Um, extra magic hours discontinued and will be replaced by early theme park entry. That's what they're calling it. So <laughs> That's got that magical ring to it. So uh, debuting later in 2021. There's no word on when. Um, Walt Disney World Resort hotel guests will have 30 minutes early access to any theme park every day. Cool. So no, this is so obnoxious. It it's a it's insane. I mean, they give this to you anyway. Like anybody that's been at Rope Drop has been in the park thirty minutes <laughs> yes. early. Yep. Like okay, maybe they don't let you into the. But I'm I'm thinking Hollywood Studios. They always open a half hour early. This is always. such a spin on something they already do. Now the okay, so these thirty minutes mm-hmm. is it just for the morning? Yes, I, I believe so. See, yes, that, that bums me out. Like, I would like to have an extra 30 minutes at the end, at the the end like, but, especially Epcot. Oh, that's I think they were running through, they were running into the problem with, like, how do you get people who aren't staying on property out of the park? Yeah, I didn't that think was about probably that. the issue. Yeah. What sucks is kids. Okay, for. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you are really <laughs> hammering the kids this episode. <laughs> yes. Um, no, it's, it's that. Kids wake up early. So, like, families with kids are already going to be there. Where um, adults are able to get in a little uh, extra is that families with children have a mass exodus out of the park around the time of the nighttime spectaculars hit. And if you have extra magic hours in the evening for our demographic, you might get two hours at, you know, at minimum in the park where it's kind of emptied out because a lot of kids have bedtimes and they go back and you can ride a bunch of rides and that's like that golden hour. I've enjoyed many a night where I've taken advantage of that. And so... Yeah, well, I mean, I think that goes without saying that the the evening extra magic hours are more valuable than the morning ones, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, I it's mean, way more advantageous. I mean, remember when Magic Kingdom used to be open till one or three I mean, that doesn't happen anymore. Oh, my God. I remember some late night extra magic hours at Magic Kingdom where I did everything in the span of like an hour and a half because there was just no one there. It was amazing. The only thing that I won't feel sad about is the confusion over the Epcot evening extra magic hours where they (laughs) close kiosks at Illuminations or whatever it'll be now, Epcot Forever, whatever. And you're walking around the park at 10.30 at night. Nothing is open. The park is still open, but you can't do anything. That's correct. No. No kiosk. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. Um, I can just walk. It does make the... The only benefit... It makes planning a little bit easier because you don't have to, like, stress out about, like, where we need to make fast passes based on who has the magic hours. And then they change them, like... A week a half before. Hour, yeah, yeah. Or, I was going to say a month before, but uh, yeah. That's I mean, a bummer. In this, who knows what what comes of this once we're in some sort of normalcy. Correct. Right? I think they could always change things, revert things, but 
this is sad because that is a reason to stay on Disney. Why stay on Disney property now besides the inner buses? If you can find another resort that offers transportation, okay, the Magic Kingdom, it's going to take you to TTC. Okay, that's fine. I'll, I'll give you that. But there are a lot of other Orlando area resorts that'll drop you off the same place as the Disney buses drop you off in Epcot, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom. So why are you paying the money for the Disney resort? Yeah. Yeah, because we didn't, my, even, we didn't even talk about that as far as Magic. Yeah, Express, really, because so. Magical Express and Extra Magic Hours are always my point one and right. point two when people say, "Should I stay on Disney property?" Yeah. So, that's good point. Definitely, you could probably <laughs> have a cheaper Orlando trip with the same amenities. Yeah. Yep. Um, some positive news. Uh, I was gonna say, you got any good news? I do. The, yeah, this. I mean. For, you know, cast members, uh, and Disney's Animal Kingdom is going to have Festival of the Lion King return. Um, it's They said it's going to be a little bit different, but they're saying summer 2021. I didn't even know it was gone. Oh, yeah. All like the all shows, the, yeah, for pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nemo, all of those are haven't been... Um, it says there will be adjustments to the show on stage and backstage, including updates to choreography to allow for appropriate physical distancing. So no more can you feel the love tonight. <laughs> Seating will also be adjusted to maintain physical distancing. Well, but I mean, that's good because the performers get their jobs back and, you know. Yeah. Um, more things to do in Animal yeah. Kingdom. I think, that's, I think that's... Uh, I'm trying to rem- remember the article I read. Or, but basically, I think they were sending guests surveys of like where they were going in the park to see if they could shut down lands. Yeah, <laughs> and I guess not a lot of people. Because I mean, what, what what do you you do three things there? Right. You go to Flight of Passage, the Safari, and Expedition Everest. If you're a thrill park, a thrill thrill ride person, right? Mm-hmm. That's about it. Right. Yes, that's. I guess the accurate. kids do the animal stuff. I guess that's the, <laughs> the, the, I guess the kids do the animals. Yeah, yeah, like the tiger walk. Is that, what is that uh, how you pitch that in your in your travel? Oh, you can do all the animal stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. If you got kids, you, they can do the animal stuff. So, you know, but My mom can spend a twenty-hour day at Animal Kingdom in its current state. She's go back to Rafiki's planet. Yeah, watch. just be there for hours. I saw the most delightful macaw, and I just watched him for hours. Um, and then another. I mean, this was just... I understand why they did it. Disneyland announced that they're ending their annual pass holder program and canceling all annual passes. So, we're coming close to a year. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, Mm. since uh, Disneyland Resort has been open, so they canceled everything. Anyone have a wellness check on J-Rights? Oh, geez. (laughs) For those who are listening, the man who... Went 300... Oh. Oh, like 12 years in a row. Started at uh, the... The objective for him was to go 365 days in a row going to Disneyland and ride... What was his... He had to ride at least one ride? Or or did he just... Yeah. And then it turned into like... He hit like, what, like 1,200 days or something? Oh, no. He was well over 2,000. Yeah. It was over 2,000. We've talked to him and he was like, I missed my my friend's wedding because I had to keep the streak going. Like, it was insane. So... Yeah, yeah, funerals, he he said. Yeah. like, mm-hmm. so I wonder what he's been doing. <laughs> Seriously. He's who I think about every time I think that uh, Disneyland is still closed. I just think about that guy. And I'm like, geez, what's he doing? 
So I saw that they did. They came out with a survey, um, <laughs> and they're calling. They're, they're going to offer memberships now. They're calling them Costco. Yeah, yeah and it looks like they're going to continue with like a res. I think from the speculation I've heard is. They've always wanted to do this. They have too many pass. They do have they too do, many do. annual pass holders. They've there. always wanted to weed out them locals. <laughs> right. So, um, so the the rumor is, or the the scuttlebutt is that they always wanted to do this. COVID gave the perfect cover, mm-hmm. right opportunity to do it. So, um, I, I think they're going to stick with the reservation system. It seems like the. The survey I saw had this big chart of like different, uh, <laughs> different, uh, different options, and so like the the uh, the more you paid, Rob is making the most exaggerated <laughs> hand gestures trying to fortress this great podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to, but the more expensive it was, the bigger the window was to make reservations. So you would get like a 90 day window. As opposed to the lower end, you might only be able to book out like 30 days. Okay, that makes sense. I'm confused. You're saying no, reservation? Like, yeah, like park reservations. Like park reservations like they're doing in Florida? Yes. Oh. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine when they open Disneyland up, it's going <laughs> to be like pandemonium. Because yeah. so many people, I mean... I, I want to go to Disneyland when it opens up. I miss Disneyland so much. but that... I don't think it's going to be West Coasters either. I don't think it's going to be locals that are going to be causing oh. the pandemonium. I think it's going to be travelers. I think it'll be everybody. Yeah, I think everyone <laughs> has missed it. Real, I really do. It's sad. but I mean, yes. imagine if you lived in Anaheim and you were somebody who actually, like, that was one of the reasons that they liked living in Anaheim was that you were close to Disneyland. <laughs> what else does Anaheim have? You're, Captain yeah, I want to go to City Angels. <laughs> nope. <laughs> not unless you're a cutout. <laughs> but yeah, you'd be anxious to get back. I mean, if that's one of your reasons for liking to live there. Correct. Right. Yeah, for sure. Yikes. Well, is that it for news, Rob? That is it for news. Do you want to give us a nice smooth segue into the main topic? Sure. So, as I said, we're 10 months now approaching a, a full year of not having the Disneyland Resort as an option. Uh, for, for the five of us, it'll probably be two years, two calendar years since we've been out there. Um, and we haven't really talked. I mean, not that much has happened. Right. So I said, all right, let's let's give some love to the Disneyland Resort and talk about the things that we really miss. And by miss, meaning they're not at Walt Disney World. And, we, you know, we've touched on this um, in past episodes or things of that nature. But thought... Why don't we list our top three, um, each of us, our top three things that are unique to the Disneyland Resort that we would like to see at Walt Disney World. I love it. I love I love it, too. We also discussed, before we started recording, because we knew that we would have some overlap, We and we didn't want to be like, I also had that. So we have 15 unique yes. entries. Each of us has three. Um so you'll lot. get the the top fifteen, as it were. Yeah. So. All right, Rob. Do you wanna do you wanna orchestrate a conduct us? Oh uh, sure. <laughs> um. So. Who do you wanna kick it off? 
Well, I guess you can name your third, like, of the list you have, name the third. Okay. You know, the, the like, third what most. you think is okay. it. So I'll start with Holly. Hmm. I'll go ahead. All right. My number three was Lamp Light Lounge um, in Disney's California Adventure, mm -hmm. Pixar Pier. That's a good one. I, that was definitely one that I considered. Great drinks. Where do you see this in Walt Disney yeah, World? If you had like, to where would you okay. swap it? Now we're, now we're I love this. I love this. Hollywood Studios. Just because Pixar, Hollywood Studios, oh, movies. animation. It yeah. goes with, like, the studio. And it would be kind of nice, like, put it somewhere in Toy Story Land. Love that. Like, Pixar. Love and it's it. a place where, like, adults can just kind of. You could put it where that Joffrey's is right now. At I was going to say if you could have it overlooking the Slinky Dog coaster or something yeah, that like would, that. That would be really cool. Be cool. Yeah. yeah. So I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I, th well, I think we were pretty negative uh, our first experiences yes. there, but I think we've. I mean, does it, it stop? Does it stop me from going every trip? Correct. <laughs> it's fine. It's, I just it's like good. the feel. Yeah. You're sitting there, you're with your with your friends, you're just... I like a scenic, like you have a nice yeah, view of the it's area. it's a nice view. Because a um, lot of, I think that is missing from Disney World. A lot of bars, you're inside, mm -hmm. like you don't have a great view. What what are, I'm trying to think, what's like some of our favorite, like we like Kava. You don't have a view of anything. We like right. baseline. You do have a view. Like baseline, sort of, I think but like, is... like what are you looking at? Yeah, right. right. But That's baseline is yeah. the first bar I think in... A park that you actually have a good view of anything. Just relax. Even the outdoor yeah. seating at um, Nomad Lounge, like you're not really looking at anything. You're just looking at a walkway. Yeah. Like there's a very scenic vista. Well, there's a river. Sitting yeah, outside. Yeah, you got the river. Yeah, but it's not. It doesn't compare to lamplight so much. See, the if I'm gonna drink or some something or eat something i want to be outside yeah i, I love the outdoor mm -hmm. that's why california is so awesome yeah and it's the always weather, nice yeah, outside it's always nice yes. so yep that's what i went with okay Come on. all right so i'm going to give a little background on how i chose mine my philosophy was based on the three following items number one i don't want to put anything that's too similar to something that's already in disney world i Wanted it to be all additive and not to replace anything. And I also wanted to fulfill needs that I think we've expressed over the years that WDW is lacking. Okay. So my number three is Cafe Orleans, which is the restaurant in New Orleans Square in the Disneyland Park. Um, and here's my vision for Cafe Orleans. We're going to add this back in the Ratatouille section of Epcot. And it's going to be under the Skyliner with lots of outdoor seating on the water. The French fries will be on that menu. Palm fruits. And it'll be like the entrance of the Rainforest Cafe at Animal Kingdom. That you can get to it from the boardwalk. And you can continue into Epcot if you have a park ticket. But you the, the, there's two separate. It's technically outside of the park but accessible through the Ratatouille section. Um and you can cross through and gain access into the, the new section of Epcot. So like that's it. what that's what I have. And I would also <laughs> add alcoholic beverages, obviously, if you're going to be on the boardwalk in Epcot. Because I, I do think the boardwalk is also lacking that mid-range cuisine. You have, you have the Yasmin Steakhouse. You have Flying Fish. And I really personally love ESPN Club because it is french fries and burgers and stuff and they don't have a lot of mid bar level 
like a, a fifteen dollar meal, you're spending forty to forty five dollars on a meal if you're eating on the boardwalk. And I, I think they're kind of missing that mid level. I guess Big River Brewing Company does, but it's not that good. So, it's funny to to think that. In a sense, in your vision, like America gets another <laughs> section in France. It's like, yeah, but this is the French influence in America. <laughs> well, it's technically outside of France, but it connects. Well, I know, I know. It's yeah, the bridge. In the it's middle, the though, bridge. I guess, like, you can't have it be a buffer between them. It's it's funny you say that. I wanted to. I was like, this is just too much. But I wanted to take like New Orleans Square and put oh, yeah. I just I, I love New Orleans yeah. Square yeah, it's I love it I love that's, the feel <laughs> yeah that's that was where my mind went first of and what I would want in Disney World alright Matt you're up um, I, I tried to use Catherine's specifications and, and I did but some of mine uh, got bumped out um, for duplicates so my third one does exist on the East Coast but I think that and it's a ride and I think but this one is one that I think is so much better at Disneyland than it is at Walt Disney World and that is Pirates of the Caribbean or as I called it Pirates West so in Pirates of the Caribbean for those who haven't ridden on the West Coast and have only ridden the Walt Disney World version it is markedly longer there is a, a section at the beginning where you are traveling through the outside of the Blue Bayou restaurant. There is a person who is playing banjo outside of this um, kind of decrepit looking shanty. And then you go into this really long section that I think is talked, they call it the Pirate Museum section. I feel like that beginning section that does not exist in Walt Disney World is like 10 extra minutes of that it ride. Is. There are some of my favorite scenes too. And it's just before you get into that really hardcore scene where the pirates are fighting and they're sacking towns and things, as Walt Disney <laughs> has said. Um, and you really get a bang for your buck. I think it is, of all the rides that exist in both places, I think that this would be the one that I would most like the West Coast version to be over on the East Coast. And you get another drop with your version. Get you get a little, drop. Little, extra, yeah. little extra two, drop. Two little dippies. <laughs> That was definitely one that I thought of as yeah. well. That that's a that's a great one. Thanks. Yeah. Scott. Scott. All right. Well, my number third number three one was the uh, Incredicoaster, formerly the California Screaming, and uh, I I just had to look at a map to think about where I would put this. I think it has to be in Hollywood Studios to me, mm -hmm. um, and if I was gonna place it somewhere, I would put it behind. Star Tours with an entrance maybe at the Indiana Jones Stunt Spectacular. Um, because that's really the only place that there's any real estate around Hollywood Studios. Uh, I feel like that would benefit Hollywood Studios big time because they do need more thrill rides there. All they really have right now is Tower of Terror and Rock and Roller, Rock and Roller Coaster. I mean, the Star Wars ones are not particularly thrilling. thrilling. Um, I ask if you had to... It you could only have one rock and roller coaster or Incredicoaster, which would you rather have at rock that and part? roller coaster okay i think it's more intense I, to me yeah. I, <laughs> I i would take Incredicoaster. would you really yeah yeah i think i might too oh. it's a long plus it's a long it's a longer ride, ride. yeah that's that's the only i think rock and roller me. coaster is more unique though I mean, inside yeah. in the yeah, dark sure. with an Aerosmith soundtrack. Yeah. Hello. They're both similar, as in they both have that, uh, the launch. ride start the same. They have a launch. They both have inversions. Mm -hmm. um, I guess Coaster doesn't have corkscrew. True. 
Um, it's got a loop yeah. though. Yeah, it does. does have a loop? Yep, they they both have inversions, but yeah, All I don't right. I don't know what I would take. I asked that question. I don't know the answer, but yeah, it's a good one. I love Incredicoaster. All right, Robert. Yes. So, uh, shockingly, I'm gonna go with a bar slash lounge <laughs> for my third pick, um, and it is the Craftsman Bar at the Grand Californian. And I was thinking, where would this go? And we have a version of this in Walt Disney World. Hurricane Hannah's? No. Geyser Point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just Geyser, Geyser Point's very close. Yes, it is. Architecturally. Yeah. Um, open it, air. Open air. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got... So this... So for those that haven't been out there, this isn't your typical pool bar, even though that's the location of where it is at the Grand Californian. Wow. I... That's that really just messed with me because I've been here multiple times and when you said pool bar I'm like oh my god it is right there at the <laughs> yeah. point I in my mind when I picture Craftsman like I totally forget that like it's sitting right next to the pool there yeah so this isn't your typical like I'm thinking like we did the pool bar at the Grand Floridian and it's just like you know a couple beer taps and they have some food but it's nothing ex- like this is a full on menu this this is There's like. A lot of- outdoor seating there's seated tables too it's not all high tops you don't have to belly up to the bar you you can sit and be waited on by a waiter that mm-hmm. is yeah um an extensive bar menu you need cocktails um like i'm thinking disney world right most of the pool bars have just the magical star yeah you're, you're, yep. yeah you're basic we ain't complaining about those however <laughs> you know where that would be really cool though would be why don't you let rob say where oh, I, thought he, I thought he did no, i'm sorry no i mean I, I if you have off. if you have another if you have an uh, to me it would be like expand hurricane hannah's to okay. be is that what you were gonna more like? or less i was gonna say where they have that wedding pavilion on Oh, on the boardwalk? Yeah. yeah. So it technically feels, a boardwalk bar. It feels a little boardwalky. I mean, like, yeah. Could, yeah, yeah, it could be. But that's basically what you're saying with Hurricane Hannah. So. They have good drinks there. I think I sampled every drink. <laughs> <laughs> that's a successful trip. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a good... So. so that was a good pick, Rob. Because that All is right. certainly unique. Yeah. Paul, you're number two. Oh, we're Just, on to number two. I went with the Indiana Jones ride. Hmm. Temple of the Forbidden Eye. Yes. Yes. Um, So good. It is so good. Where I would put it? mm. Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios, you already have the Indiana Jones. There's enough room to... I mean, you have... Definitely slide back there. The queue at Disneyland is pretty massive. It's huge. It's huge. Because technically, the ride itself is, like, outside of Disneyland. Yeah, I think it's outside the... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. For, like, that would just make sense. But then Animal Kingdom, it would make sense over there, too, because of theming. Correct. Yeah. And it could be an Adventureland in in the Magic Kingdom, too. Yeah, you've got multiple options here. I mean, Epcot, no. But the other three, you could stick it... You could slam it in Epcot. (laughs) You could slam it in Epcot. (laughs) I mean, but the thing is, like, in in Animal Kingdom, Dinosaur Head, it's like the same... It's the same track. ...ride premise, same track and everything. Just worse. Um, Yeah. 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 (laughs) There's something about Indiana Jones and that ball's coming at you. Oh, it's so good. That ride is so good. And it's so old, and it's still so good. It can jostle me around, and I am fine. Yeah, I love that ride. (laughs) What? But, um, what country, I don't know the answer to this, so I'm asking it. What country is that set in? I believe that's India. India. Because, like, the Forbidden Eye, it's the, the... So they could make a... The, the idol. We could get it into into Epcot if they did an India pavilion. Okay, there you go. Mm. I like that. I like that. 
could probably go in like Morocco. Right, yeah. what, what's the yeah refreshment? Refreshment. Yeah, yeah. What are the lands in in Animal Kingdom? We have dino, Af- dinosaur, Africa, dino, Asia, Dino Land, Pandora, the Oasis. It would have to be Asia. I mean, Asia. And they yeah, got rid of Camp Mini Mickey for Pandora. Mm. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, really, put it in a camp. It's not really Mickey. a world region. Oh, oh, sure. <laughs> You've never been to Continent Camp Mini Mickey? <laughs> so, yeah, that's a great one, Holly. Yeah, that was my second pick. I feel everyone needs to that is ex- a great ride. experience that ride. I that mean, is... you could just put it right next to Dinosaur and see and compare the two and see how much better Indiana Jones <laughs> Apples is. Apples to bananas. Yes, correct. Absolutely. All right. My turn? Yup. Okay. Sure. My second pick here is... Um, a unique ride that only exists in Disneyland, and that would be the Matterhorn. Um, and I've got the perfect place for this, let me tell you. I can't wait. We're putting this in the World Showcase in between Italy and Germany, where the Alps actually are. And then we're going to open a connection in the back of the pavilions to clear up the main walkway of the World Showcase that you can shimmy along the back and there would be the queue and it would all be much like how I was saying backstage like the the queue would not you know you would it would be a nice little uh like trick that you'd actually be walking backstage so you wouldn't need all of the Epcot real estate for that but Epcot needs another thrill ride specifically in the world showcase and the Matterhorn is so beautifully simple but it's unique and it's old and it's still good um, maybe a little bit more of a modern design with the bumps because it is it is a back herder if you get on that Matterhorn. But I love that ride. It's but that was the first ride I wanted to get on when I went to Disneyland the first time. I was time. gonna say we need another mountain. Now. Yeah, Splash right. Splash Mountain. Oh, it's not no longer. So we're I taking. Mean, it's gonna okay. be Princess and the Frog Mountain. <laughs> that doesn't have like yeah. a ring right to it. Mountain. Matterhorn. Well, mountain. now you could do. There could be a mountain at three parks now, so we just have to find a mountain for Hollywood Studios. The Incredible Mountain. <laughs> just put a little, just put a little snow snow cap on that, and we'll be fine. The so. Sierra Madres. The only I was just thinking of California mountains. Those are Sierra Nevadas too. Yeah, there. look at you. Look at you. You're like a walking atlas. All right, that's my name. <laughs> okay, walking atlas. So my number two is a restaurant at uh, Disney's uh, uh, Grand California, and that is Napa Rose. It is an upscale restaurant and one of my absolute favorites. They have an excellent menu. Uh, They have one of the largest wine selections uh, in the parks. They have amazing craft cocktails and specialty drinks, an expansive lounge. And I think that this would be... uh, I thought about it and I was like, maybe we could put this at any of the... Uh, deluxe resorts via your uh, your Grand Floridian um, contemporary any of those but I was like you know where this would really be great is on the boardwalk and I would put Napa Rose somewhere on the boardwalk whether or not it replaces something existing for lack of real estate but I love Napa Rose it's one of my favorite restaurants on the west coast have you ever eaten a meal at Napa Rose 
No, I've just had the... <laughs> One I, of his favorites. Never eaten there. No, I have eaten there. I've just never sat, sat down, down in yeah. the, We've only in ever the done, dining room. We've only ever done the lounge menu. Yeah, but I've eaten things off of the, <laughs> the main dining room menu. I've just never sat in the dining room. I've always ended up sitting in the lounge because of lack of availability. But That'll I, definitely <clears> be something we do the next time we go to Disneyland is sit for a meal proper in Napa Rose. Yeah, I, I mean, I, the thing is, I... I can say that because I've done, I've tried things, food and drink off the lounge menu as well as the main menu. I've just never, like you said, sat for a meal proper in the dining room. But it's it's an amazing restaurant. I like the theming. The food and drinks are great. So there you go. All right, Scottrick. Okay, my uh, my next one sort of raised a few eyebrows as to whether it was appropriate <laughs> or not when we were discussing this. But but I'm going to go with it. Um, <laughs> I would bring the D23 Expo to Orlando, and uh, our California (laughs) listeners are probably out there cursing my name, but um, here's how I would do it. I would do it at, I would close down the Epcot complex to vacationers for the weekend of the D23 Expo, (laughs) and I would host this in the Swan and Dolphin, the Boardwalk, and the various large buildings in Epcot. And if you have a D23 pass, you would have exclusive access to Epcot for that weekend. Hell yeah, I would pay so much Where are much you money. going to, the problem is... The World Show Place could easily fit 7,000 people. Easily. Yeah, but where are you going to do the the panels? I would host, there's a number of different oh, large rooms the in the Swan walk. and Dolphin. The Boardwalk's the board a convention walk, center. And they're building the oh, new hotel. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but of I've that scale, rooms. do you know how many do you know how many seats are in that Anaheim Convention Center? So, and, so maybe for the the um, three exceptionally large panels, I would have those be offsite at the Orlando Convention Center. That you would have to go offsite for that. But there's plenty of locations for the smaller panels that occur throughout the weekend. You could do that in the World Showplace. The World Showplace is big enough that you could have close to the that Dolphins number. Convention Center is. Massive. That's what I thought, but and I so, wasn't sure. Yes, the 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 dolphin, the swan. I've been in the swan and, rooms too, and they're huge. And the is it the yacht has a fairly? It's yeah. the beach or the yacht has? I think it's a yacht. Uh, has a space as well. You can go to Coronado too. You could conceivably do this. Yes, I know. Like, Coronado is as a convention center too. Right. I think you could. I think you could do it. But if you could, you could do it. it <laughs> Matt's like, no, mark, don't take it from Anaheim. No, mark me down. Mark me down as hating this idea. Okay. I think it would be great. I think you'd have more like cast member support. And Plus, it would think about smoother. think about all the money that Disney loses on resort stays in California. That's that true. they would get, they would make money from people going there for this. Yeah. They do the off-year events. The Destination D, but that's never as... Oh, then there's the Contemporary, too. Oh, yeah, the Contemporary has it. That's where I'm not a croak happened. Yeah. Did you know that? They could charge $1,000 for a weekend of D23 if you got exclusive access to Epcot. That is true. With only participants. I would do it for just the World Showcase. Yeah. Just block it off at Future World and have... Put up kiosks, yep. you know, do like a special kiosk oh, event. that would be nice. Oh, yeah. And then they announce things and you could try them, you know, That'd the first amazing. day. Mm, yep. I like that. All right, Rob. All right, number my number two. Number um, two. I'm going with Disneyland's version of Space Mountain. So I'm taking 
Walt Disney World's out, and I'm putting in Disneyland's. So the, what do I get? It's kind of the same ride. Um, for those that aren't familiar, the cars or the vehicles are different. They're side-by-side -side seats. Mm -hmm. Seating is it seating six. Well, it's really twelve. Is it twelve? Yeah. Are you attached? Mm -hmm. So it's like it. You're you're you yeah. got twelve. Yeah, you seat in six your, in a car. It's double the capacity yeah. of yeah. Of um, and that changes a few things. It's much much smoother. Amen. Ride. Amen. I don't feel like I broke my coccyx. Yeah. After I got off of uh, <laughs> this version, uh, that's in the point. That a point. I know I uh, reference for those that are familiar. Was that out of character for Rob? Yeah. <laughs> um, oh my god. And then they within the seats they have uh, speakers behind you so then that allows for versions like hyperspace mountain and ghost galaxy at halloween time also um, just the regular soundtrack of space mountain the yes. song that they play on the west coast version does not exist uh on the east coast and that's a that's a banger of a it song is a great song and for yeah. those who don't know I, rob you spoke of the the seating arrangement in the vehicles splash mountain and space mountain are reversed on the coast so in um on the West Coast at Disneyland, Splash Mountain is single file, six people sitting single file. Whereas on the East Coast, that's the um, format for Space Mountain and vice versa. The ride vehicles are essentially switched for those two rides. And I think, like you said, it's way more beneficial for Space Mountain to have the double uh, occupancy because yeah. it's way smoother. Yep. What would what would your ideal if you could plop this in Disney World right now? Would you have one of the variations? Like, would you make it Hyperspace Mountain? I okay. So I say you get Ghost Galaxy. I haven't done it. Oh, so. okay. neither. Me um, neither. I've always wanted to. Um, I loved Hyperspace Mountain. So again, for those unfamiliar with what the Hyperspace Mountain version was, was a Star Wars themed. So right. Good. So they did. Um, projections like the stormtroopers yeah you had the tie, tie fighters. fighters yeah star destroyer yeah yeah there's a star destroyer then, in there yeah then all those sounds are coming through where the it's so good like, it's so good i freaking love yeah space man yep, you yep. got your pew pews you got your john williams <laughs> score you got your pew pews i just had to say something as the last call of that item is that you haven't lived unless you've been on a mountain with rob wozniak anytime oh you're on the I've, cackle yeah the cackle on big thunder space i've never been on splash but i've heard on good authority he does it on splash too <laughs> that it is just it's a bucket list item for all of you listeners to get on a mountain with the rob. man just radiates joy <laughs> yes it's he great. does it at home too yeah. <laughs> Oh. Just giggling. I hear you in the living room. I'm like, oh. giggling and smiling and having yeah. the time of his life. Yeah, definitely. Right. A must do, must do. But, all right, Holly, what is your numero uno pick? Okay, you guys know me well enough. <laughs> you should know what my numero uno pick is. Okay. And I say, let's bring back Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. All right. I guessed that that would be one yes. that you would I say. As Rob. Um, announced this game, I think we all collectively were like, oh, well, Holly is 100% going to pick Mr. Toad's Wild Would Rome. you put it in Magic Kingdom? <laughs> yes, it has to go in Magic Fantasy Kingdom. Fantasyland? Yes, it has to be in Fantasyland. I mean, this is a ride. It's the first thing I need to do when I go into Disneyland. Mm -hmm. I will mow down a bunch of kids to get on that ride. <laughs> like, this from a teacher. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, any dark, I mean... I love the dark ride. I do Me too. too. I do too. They 
are my favorite. They're just so classic, and that is what Disneyland was built upon, those dark rides. Absolutely. You know what bums me out? The first time I went to Walt Disney World, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride was already gone, and the East Coast version was the better version because there were two tracks and two unique ride experiences, which Mm -hmm. was unique to the Walt Disney World version, and I never got to experience it. Yeah, it is a shame. Did one not end up in hell? Yeah, no, they both ended up. They both, both end, end up, up in, in hell. hell. No matter but, what you do. But it's a. It is such a good classic dark ride. Absolutely. I mean, truly, I would love to see it come back. Yeah, that's a that snuggle it in right there on the opposite side of Pooh. I mean, you could put mm-hmm. it there behind next to Pooh across from the teacups, really. Or yeah. you know, Toady old boy can just like grab back that deed. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's do, a, we, do we need Pooh? No. I, I mean, come on, Pooh. That's a no brainer. I mean, that one is such a no brainer. Yeah. Pooh is, Pooh is Pooh. I feel like I on like that it. ride, I go through like this trip out. Oh yeah, the Huffleups like, and Woozles. I would. Oh listen. my gosh. Yeah. I don't think we're the demographic though. Obviously. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'd be happy to demolish that ride, but there's a lot we would be happy to demolish yes. for things that we <laughs> want. Let's put a big <laughs> bar in the Magic Kingdom. There's some. I'm a sucker for both Castle. Winnie the Pooh rides on both coasts. I, I like them. Something about them. Yeah. yeah. All right, um, so my numero uno is my Scott cheat. Um, <laughs> I would put the Blue Bayou restaurant in Walt Disney World, positioned just like it is in Disneyland in the loading queue area of Pirates. This fulfills the need of lack of good dining in the Magic Kingdom. This would definitely yeah. up the dining game. And I would also include the little decrepit shanty, as Matt put it, (laughs) with the banjo player because you need to have some nice scenery um, at which to look. So you would just build this next to the pirate's queue and have a beautiful little restaurant. There is, even though I don't think the Blue Bayou is maybe even the top five best food in Disneyland, it is certainly, I think, the best ambiance in any restaurant in Disneyland. And that's something I always recommend people do if they go to Disneyland. Because it's so unique and it's so it's so beautiful. I love the Blue Bayou. And I think that that menu offering would be better than any current... Uh current offerings in the Magic Kingdom right. on the, the East Coast. Well, you, I mean, wouldn't you have only, Be Our Guest? Yes, the only thing it would be comparable to is Be Our Guest. Is that it's a and higher... And it's better than yeah, Be Our Yeah, it guest. is... Well, we haven't been in many years. It'd be hard to say that, but... I think the menu offerings are better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that's my number one. I would add the Blue Bayou to Pirates, which would include a... Which would involve making Pirates a longer ride as part of the Blue Bayou expansion. All right, Matt, you're up. All right, this is my number one, and this is also a bit of a, a cheat. Um, this is more of a uh, a broad a broad one, but it was one of the first things I thought of, and that is I want Legacy Fast Pass with the Max Pass option. So, as all of you know, um, who have been to Walt Disney World in the past, when did they when did they uh, start Fast Pass Plus and oh, the Magic Band? Oh, uh, 2013. Yeah, so if we went in 2014, I feel like it was a year. Okay, so so. we're looking at at least seven years that it's it's been like this. And before that, both both coasts had the exact same fast pass where they had kiosks set up throughout the park where you would get a little card, it would dispense, and it would tell you when you would return to the ride. It would give you an hour window, 
and then you would bring that card, you would scan it again, and then that would be your fast pass. And so there was no planning 90 days in advance to, you know, of where you wanted to go, what rides you wanted to get on. It allowed for a more uh, organic and um, what's the word I'm looking for when you do something spontaneous, spontaneous yeah. uh, experience. And I love that. I want to inject more spontaneity into my my trips because they're severely lacking from an East Coast Disney vacation. I know some of the people at this table are Uber planners, but I really like being able to kind of plan on the fly. And um, I, I really do miss the old Fast Pass, and it's one of the things that I most look forward to when I go out to Disneyland and DCA of being able to just be like, oh, I can get on the best ride here, the biggest e-ticket attraction, and not have to worry about like, oh, well, 90 days ago, I didn't uh, plan to get on this, so I now I can't because I there's no way that I can get on this. So Matt creating but, even less of an incentive to stay on Disney property. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want Legacy Fast Pass. No, as much as I do enjoy planning, I would, I, I would take their system. Oh, 100%. Uh, any day same, of the week. same, so. same. Yep, good right. choice, good choice. Thank you. All right, Scott, what you got? <clears throat> My uh, last one here is uh, Flo's V8 Cafe. Mm, this was on. This was on my honorable mention list. I think this is one of the best quick quick services in any of the parks. I guess you call it a quick service because they is. do have oh, yeah. order. It yeah, is. Um, but I I've eaten there several times in the times that we've been out in Disneyland. I think it's got great food. It's got great you know, side items, and um, I remember Matt getting the Neapolitan shake, oh, milkshake. God, I love that with the chocolate crunchies. Yeah, with a side of John Stamos. With a side of John Stamos. <laughs> the only way to order it. Yeah, and I would put this one. It, I don't think that this is a duplication of Fifties Primetime Cafe because no, that's not. a sit-down yeah. restaurant. I would put this over by uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, like across. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it kind of fits oh, that, that that same kind of, you know, Car, neon lights, yeah. cars. You could put it there right near the entrance. I think that'd be a really cool location for it. I agree with you. Because, all, and really, even up to Tower Terror, it's kind of that 50s California, which could... And the quick service options in Hollywood Studios suck. And you could combine <laughs> all the, whatever that is, Rosie's and Anaheim Produce. Yeah. All, there are those three little shacks there that you could just Fairfax. make. Fairfax. Yeah. Fair. You just make one big complex over there. It is so good. Yeah. I love their food. They have a yeah. roast beef good sandwich that is A++. But, yeah. Good right. answer. Good choice. Good, answer. good choice. So, Rob, what you got? All right. So, my last one, shockingly, I'm going to go with the bar slash lounge. You stole my number one. <laughs> yes. I concede I let you have it. <laughs> Carthay Circle Lounge oh. in Disney's California Adventure. Um, where this goes, I didn't... I, Again, we probably Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, Put it on it, the it, other side of Minnie and Mickey. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, Over by One Man's Dream. I don't care where it goes. I would be there a lot. <laughs> um, Is this your favorite bar or lounge it, on, the, it, on the West Coast? Pro- oh, yeah. 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 It's great. I just, I love it, like, especially when California is like 100 degrees. And, like, it's you so know, you can dark. walk it. It's mm-hmm. dark. Like, it, it's just, you kind of just 
melt into some of those chairs. Or like if you get the the, the little, high top, the well, really you have that, and then like the, the they have those ones. other ones. Like when you first walk in, I don't. I'm not even taking the restaurant. I just want the lounge. Uh, <laughs> That's what I had too. I just had Carthay Circle you can Lounge. You do the lounge by itself. Yeah, you don't yeah. necessarily need to have the restaurant. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the cocktail menu is pear martinis. Fantastic! Oh. It's so good. Mm, the but little mini pear. I, I know. I was I was looking it up again because I was like I can't even remember the thing. I, oh, that the, pear the derby is probably one of my favorites. Scotch mist, Wall Street. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it is so homey in there. It yeah, is. you know they do actually have just to be the nerd. They do actually have the replica of the Carthay Circle in Hollywood Studios, yeah. and it's a gift shop. And it's that stupid, it's like Planet Hollywood. It's that... Yeah, it's not... It's like, a crappy yeah. gift shop. It's not even a good gift Tear shop. Tear it out. Get, just it. take that and put the lounge in Yeah, there. you already have the facade. Yeah. You've yeah. already got the Carthay Circle, and just add the booze. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Matt, do you have anything else to add since this was also on your list? No, I mean, he, he hit all the, the big points. I, I love they it. The, don't they have the rolls that you like? Oh, the biscuits are upstairs. Biscuits, biscuits. That's biscuits the... are upstairs. You have to sit down for the biscuits. But they have such a, they have a queso. Oh, oh my God, we're building our own restaurant here. Let's, let, add you know, the biscuits to the Add the biscuits to the lounge. Yeah, bring the biscuits. Bring the biscuits. Bring the biscuits. <laughs> Although, I have to say, the dining is amazing. So, if you... If you could add the dining, it is absolutely fabulous. And they have these private rooms upstairs that are, I, that is a bucket list item. I've always wanted. And all you have to do is basically say, we will spend $300 and you can sit in those rooms and they have like rooms for eight, rooms for 15. How have we not done that? My I know. I've <laughs> always wanted to do that. My only critique of if you took the restaurant is there's a bit too much overlap in theme. With Brown Derby. And menu with mm-hmm. the existing Brown Derby restaurant. It's fine. But... And especially these unprecedented times, they aren't filling these restaurants. So I don't think that it would be a problem to add another restaurant to a park because there is not a lot of availability with restaurants, especially when they're not filling them to capacity because of COVID. So I love the Carthay Circle Lounge. Shout out to CJ. Yeah. Best bartender in all of, in all of the West Coast works there. Wow. So. Have you seen the pictures of the people who have been able to just go there and eat? I'm so jealous. No, I haven't. Oh my gosh, just sitting out on the sidewalk like Paris out eating out I, fresco. It did it was funny because I <laughs> I did pull up the menu and it's like all the alcohol drinks at the top it says must be accompanied with food. A food item or something mm-hmm. of that. Oh of I'm so Hungry. jealous of the yeah. people that can just pop into DCA right now. But anyway. Alright. Any any other additions to that no this was a great good, activity good. thank you rob yeah, for this, thinking of this yeah, this made me long for disneyland so you said this was episode 113 right yes i did that means that at episode 128 will be due for another ultimate drink challenge ultimate drink challenge <laughs> Ooh, I oh love my it. god love you better get it. the list updated yeah really i, I it's pretty updated okay but... which will happen sooner than you think i mean a couple oh. months but yeah yes correct mm. Less than a year. Yeah, that's true. But does anybody have any last call items? All right, I have, I have, a, I have a quick one. Um, if you are enjoying listening to our podcast, we haven't made this plug in a few months or a few years. Please rate and review us on iTunes. We have kind of a crappy rating on our last one, so we would love to see a five star rating. Knock that one off of the viewing. So please 
review. If you're enjoying this, give us those five stars. It helps other people find our podcast. And we really like bringing you the news and just having fun and being able to talk Disney when maybe a lot of people aren't going to Disney World or Disneyland right now. So support us. That's that's the number one way you can do it. Anyway. Oh, and- you know what? I'll give something else a plug. Okay. Um, so I found another podcast. Um, and whoa, 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 whoa. No, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. You listen to other podcasts? Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have ours on repeat. Um, <laughs> So this is from Wondery, who does a lot of different, like, what are they, like a... Production company? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's called Business Movers. So if you search Business Movers, they're doing a four-part series on how Walt Disney World came to be. So, Interesting. Yeah. It, it, it's, they're quick. They're like 35-ish minutes. Um, it's about it, Dis- Disneyland. No, no. Well, he, he gets yeah. into that, yeah, but it's, okay. it's mostly about Disney World and, and how... All the the secrecy around buying the land and and um, all the different uh, secret names that he used yeah. to buy yeah. it all up. So it's it's really interesting. You could <laughs> bang through it in a couple hours. Cool. Um, episode three just got released, and then there's going to be a fourth. So that sounds just, really it, interesting. It, yeah. Rob recommended this to me a few weeks ago, and I started listening to it, and there was a lot I did not know, which yeah. is like wow. rare. So it was it was really good. Business so movers far. is what to search for. Yeah, I'll check that out. Very cool. Awesome. Anything else? All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us today, and cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers. Cheers.